0: Hey friend, it's such a privilege to close out this week of radio broadcasts with you. If this is your very first time listening, thank you so very much. And if it's not, if you've been a faithful listener for weeks or months or even years, thank you so very much. It's such a great honor, such a great privilege of mine. One of the joys of my life is the opportunity to speak to people just like you. And every once in a while, I like to do something fun on the broadcast. And so today... Today, on Friday, the close of the week, I'd like to open up for the next, let's say, 24 hours from now, from the time that you listen to this broadcast. Now, it has to be today. I'd like you to do this. I want you to text me because I want to give something away. We recently invested in some brand new pens here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, and I'd like to send you one if you don't mind. I might just send you a pen Hmm, and a magnet. I think we might have some of those around. If we do, I'll send them. Otherwise, I'll just send the pen. But I'd like to send you a nice. Now, I know sometimes when you get those pens, they're kind of chintzy. They're kind of cheap. They fall apart. That's not the type of pens we went with. We went with some nice, high-quality metallic pens. And so here's what we're going to do. You need to do this. Text the word pen, P E N. You got it, P-E-N, to this phone number, 309-316-7240. I'm going to send you a free pen. Can you believe it? 309-316-7240. If I have a few other things laying around, maybe I'll send you one of those as well. But I'd like you to do that right now for me if you would. One more time, here's the phone number, 309-316-7240. Now, here's how we're going to do this. Now you say, hold on, is everybody going to get a pen? Not this time. Now we'll see how many people text, text in, and maybe we will send one to everyone, but what I'd like to do is this. I'll send one, hmm, to every one in five individuals, I think. So for every five people that text in, we'll send out a pen. And so if you are number five, you get a pen. If you are number 10, you get a pen. So depending on when you're listening to this, it might depend, it might affect whether or not you're in the running or not. I can tell you this right now, you should send a text in right now. Text PEN 309-316-7240. Now get this, you must follow the directions. As soon as you text in, you're going to get an immediate text back and you need to follow the directions and click the link there. Otherwise, I won't know who I'm talking to and I won't know whether or not I can give you a pen if I don't know who I'm talking to. So make sure you follow the directions. Here's the number one more time in case you missed it. 309 316 7240, text pen, P E N. Today we're in discipleship study number 15, and we're closing out our discussion. We've been on the battle of the mind yesterday and today. And as we close out the week, we will also close out this discussion. I'd like us to look at Proverbs chapter number 23. Proverbs chapter number 23, and verse number 7 says this For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Let's look at this idea of seeing and hearing and what we put into this computer of our mind affecting what ends up happening and what our body ends up doing, the actions that we take. You see, friend, when the mind is right, ergo, the actions are also right. You are not what you think you are, but what you think, comma, you are. Let me say that one more time. You're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. In order for a Christian to alter his behavior, his thinking needs to change. Now, this is not psychology, psychiatry, some hocus pocus. This is the Bible. Ezekiel sixteen forty nine. Let's look at a reason that God destroyed the twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Here's what God said. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. What's wrong with hypnosis and drugs and liquor and all of these things? They put the mind in neutral so that the devil can jump in the driver's seat. Someone asked me today, I had a long flight, I had a long drive, a couple of long drives, a long drive to the airport after a very early wake up, had an airplane flight, another drive, and here I'm sitting now, you're listening to me talking to you. And someone asked me, Are you tired? You woke up incredibly early. I mean, we're talking close to midnight after going to sleep not so early. And here you are talking to these people on the radio. Are you tired? And I had to think about it for a moment. And here's what I realized. When I have something going on, when I have a purpose, I don't really feel that tired. If I am talking to someone on the phone while I'm driving, hands free, of course, if I'm talking to someone on the phone, It helps me stay awake. You know why? Because I'm doing something. I don't let my mind just slip off into neutral, into idle, and just let myself drift off to sleep and crash the vehicle. No, the vehicle of your life is controlled by your mind, and you need to keep it busy. Think again about the city of Sodom, the city of Gomorrah, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness. Idleness. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. used to say this, Behind every human tragedy, there is a slow process of evil and wicked thinking. If you keep yourself busy with righteous behaviors, you're not going to have a whole lot of time for evil and wicked thinking. No one, no one, no one ever just falls into sin. They have been falling for a long time before it actually ever ends up in sin. We only end up seeing when they land. It always begins in their thoughts. Sir Francis Bacon was asked what he thought uh, the outlook was for the next generation. And he declared this. Now, get this pithy, prophetical statement. Here's what Sir Francis Bacon said. Tell me what the young people are thinking, and I'll tell you. Meaning, I'll tell you what the outlook is for the next generation. Tell me what the young people are thinking, and I'll tell you. Why? Why? Because thoughts produce actions, and actions produce habits, and habits produce lifestyles. What you put into the computer comes out. Put in 40-something hours of television, and phone, and TikTok, and Instagram, and Facebook, and Twitter, and you will have someone who acts, talks, and thinks like television personalities, and TikTok influencers, and Instagram stars and all of these things, put in 30 hours of rebellious music per week, and you'll have someone with philosophies and rebellion like the groups and singers and so-called pop stars that he hears sing. What have you been programming into your computer? It's true. You can't help but have some evil thoughts cross your mind from time to time. We were born in sin, but do you entertain those thoughts? As those thoughts come knocking on your mind's door, do you say, oh, come on in. I'd I'd love to fellowship with you for a little bit. Or do you refuse them entry? Someone said, if you nurse sin on the knees of thought, it will grow into a giant. You can never regulate your passions until you regulate your thought life. So let's talk about transforming your thoughts. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God that ye present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Transform means an inward change that produces an outward change. You see, friend, a biologist cannot change a caterpillar into a butterfly. It has to come from the inside. There's no amount of plastic surgery that's going to make a caterpillar into a butterfly. It is inside them. So it is in the Christian life. Worry and depression, may I tell you, I'm sad to say, they're not solved by psychiatrists. They're thinking about, they're changed, I should say, by thinking about what God wants us to. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. When you think on God, when you place your trust and your emphasis on God, it's funny how God delivers you perfect peace because he promised you that he would. Also, the Bible tells us uh, some things that should occupy our thoughts. Brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Let me say this. If this discipleship study, and we have a few more moments, we'll close this up in just a moment, but if this discipleship study has been a help to you, even thus far, There are some parts that I'm skipping over and I'm not including. I'd love for you to get it from our website. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. I'd love for you to join us on this journey together. I'd love for you to see the notes and the follow-up questions that we include with these. They just might be a help to you. It's sad to say, as we return to the lesson, that the average mind is so often just like a toilet. To keep it clean, it needs To be constantly flushed with use, with godly thoughts, with prayer, with scripture, and a lot of grace. You can't let the refuge of the world, the refuse, the trash of the world, just accumulate in your life. And never clean it out and expect to live a victorious Christian life. Let's finish with this. There are three types of minds mentioned in scripture. We're closing out our week with this thought. You will have one of these three different types of minds. Let me tell you what they are. There is the natural mind. That means the unsaved person. There is the carnal mind. That's a Christian, one who has put their trust in God, but is living in a worldly and in a way that is not pleasing to Christ, a worldly Christian. And lastly, this, the spiritual mind. Here's what 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says about the natural mind, the unsaved, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So he can't figure them out because he has a natural mind. Let's look at the carnal mind, the worldly Christian Romans 8, 7 says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be carnal means of the flesh. So be honest with yourself. Do you make decisions based off the flesh or from the Spirit of God? Lastly, this the spiritual mind. 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Now, I don't mean being judgy. I just mean judging things to figure out what should I be doing? What should I be thinking on? But he that is spiritual, the Bible says, judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Why? Because he's living righteously and spiritually. Thank you so very much for joining us for discipleship study number 15. God bless. Have a great day for his glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309 309- 828 Our mailing address is PO Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at bibletracksinc.org. That's bibletracksinc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated.